none of the things or tools that you have now would tell you that it makes sense that you would say that, right? Yeah. Like I chose to be a real estate investor well before I had money to buy real estate. I had a sub 600 credit score. Like I had none of the things that would let somebody on the outside looking in go, oh yeah, he's gonna get there. Welcome to the Troy Kearns Podcast. We talk all things real estate, business, entrepreneurship. We're at our mastermind event. We've got one of the best speakers of all time, Henry Washington, killing the game. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Man, we love having you. Every time you're around, you got a big old smile. You brought your uh, beautiful babies into the uh, yeah, into the uh, mixer last night. You got your wife here. You're on top of the world. You told me you're killing it in the coaching game. Tell me, man, what, uh, what, what changed in your life in the last 10 years? Oh, gosh, man. Uh, in the last 10 years, man. Well, I got married. That was probably the first change in the last 10 years. Because uh, we've been married eight years now. I think that's right. Eight years now. And so um, I think that, that change kind of started everything for me. Because before then, I was okay just getting by. Uh, just as a single male, if I was making ends meet, as long as they were meeting somehow, I was fine with it. And then uh, when I got married, I realized that uh, she was not okay, just barely making ends meet. And that was the first time I realized too that like the the consequences of my poor financial decisions weren't just affecting me anymore. And so that made me uh, scared. I think is probably the best yeah. word is I was scared that I was going to impact her in a way. Uh, that she didn't deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So getting married really forced me to figure out my own shit. You married up. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely married up. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. that like, you know, between me quitting drinking and then yeah. finding the right woman, yeah. it was like, just a couple tweaks like your yeah. golf game man right. you, move, right. you move that that yeah. thing just yeah. a couple little so would you say that like marrying your wife is probably one of the better that was the best decision one of the one of the best decisions I ever made in life it's definitely the best business decision I ever made well I, yeah. I agree 100% yeah. yeah but one of the best life decisions I ever made as well that's cool so you, you met her um, you realized that your financial situation needed to change yeah. and then yeah. and then what happened uh, I had a panic attack uh, we had been talking about planning our future and and in that conversation you know we're talking about all the things you talk about as a married couple and houses and cars and vacations and how many kids and I was just like doing the math in my head and I'm like I can't afford any of that yeah and uh, so man I I, I, I did what, what people do man I freaked out and <laughs> Had a panic attack at three in the morning because I was like, she's going to leave me. She's going to find out I can't afford to give her a good life. And she's going to find somebody who can and yada, yada, yada. And so I was just freaking out. And so uh, <laughs> God told this joke the last time I spoke because <laughs> he, he, he knew my story. He said, uh, so at three in the morning, when you're freaking out about how you're going to take care of your family financially, uh, I turned. I turned to the one thing everybody would turn to, and at three in the morning, begins with the G. Yeah. Google. I definitely. All jokes aside, I definitely said a lot of prayers too. But uh, yeah, I googled how can I make some extra money, and uh, that's when I learned. Or I guess that's when I started to pay attention to like real estate and who owned real estate and how they were getting this real estate and what it was providing for them like it's always been in front of you it's always been in front of me it just it didn't it wasn't important at the time right it's the information's everywhere but you don't really start paying attention to that information until it becomes 
less about it's just information and more about how important that information is. So, do you think she saw something in you that you yes. didn't see yourself? One hundred percent. That's I mean, because women are good like that. Yeah. Like she like because everybody who I know that's successful an entrepreneur their wife is pushing them yeah and like she must have seen what you did she must have she must have because she let me leave with blind faith it was pure blind faith yeah i remember when we first got married uh we were discussing or prior to us getting married we were discussing you know i wanted to be the financial head of household right that's Mm -hmm. i felt like that's my job as a man yeah you know felt like that's what the bible tells me to do i needed to take care of my family financially and she was like not with it because she was like you don't have a 401k you don't have any monies in savings you got mad credit card debt you're blowing your money on stupid stuff like why would i let you be the financial oh she called you on it heck yeah she called me on it and i was like look i get it i understand why you think that i said but this is something i need to do and so uh, I said, I, I, you know, I told her, I was like, I don't know that I can move forward in this relationship if I can't take on that role for, for our marriage. And she trusted me and said, okay. She said, I'll, we'll give it a shot. And she had no reason to trust me. No proven track record. Uh, and uh, so that was like the first, you know, indication that she saw something in me that I didn't see. And then, you know, after I had that panic attack and decided we were going to start investing in real estate, like she never questioned it. She was never like, no, don't don't blow our money on this or you don't know what you're doing or, you know, she didn't make me prove it to her first about why this was a good idea. She just said, "Okay, all right, let's do it. And then what happened? We started studying together. I think that was a big part of the the what kept her on board is, you know, I didn't just go off and learn how to be a real estate investor while she stayed in the background like. We read Rich Dad, Poor Dad together. We read Richest Man in Babylon together. Um, uh, we like I'd say like the first three to four real estate books that we consumed, we consumed at the same time. Right. And then we would talk about it. Like I would do audio books, she would read the book, and then we'd talk about it at night. Uh-huh. We would make plans. I remember right after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we were like, why don't we just start paying ourselves first? I heard you talk about that today. Yeah. I said, Look, if we never buy a piece of real estate, but we just start paying ourselves first 10% of all the income we make from our day jobs, if we never buy a piece of property and we did the math, look how much money we would have in our savings account. And like we, all we had in our savings account up until that point was a thousand bucks. So anything over a thousand bucks was was a win. And I was like, 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 like this just seems like uh, a positive path for us. And so we did, we just started paying ourselves first. We didn't know how we were gonna use the money or what we were gonna use the money for. Um, but it was more like a proof of concept to us that we could actually save 10% of our income and not really affect our lifestyle. I think a lot of people are super concerned with like, if I start saving, well, then I can't afford to do this, that, and the third. But that mindset, that I mean, it's true what they say in the books. It's once you pay yourself first, just figure out how to make the rest of the income. Yeah, I mean, you could live on a lot less. People yeah. just blow their money. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know what you're blowing your money on. Yeah. It's just like, it's gone all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, I blow a lot of money right now and yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I'm so tight still from just being yeah. tight as a young guy. I mean, I was, I had the exact opposite. I was tight, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so, so now like, you know, starting with like, you had no finances, you had no uh, look of any finances, you had yeah. no real estate, you had a thousand dollars in the bank account. You're about ready to get married. You're convincing your wife that you're the breadwinner, <laughs> you're the guy. And, and, she, and, but now 
it's I watched you walk in with your wife last night to the yeah. mixer with your two beautiful kids. She yeah. seems super proud of you. I didn't yeah. have a chance to talk with her, but yeah. um, your life has changed. Last time you rolled out to your event, you're rolling in a Corvette. Yeah. You, you told me last night you got 30 properties under contract and you have 110 uh, rental units already. Yep. So. Yeah. And now you're teaching, and you, and you told me you're teaching hundreds of students yeah. how to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So what has changed in your mind? Um, a lot, man. Um, I, I'm more solution oriented now. Like I, I'm, I'm human, right? So like, when problems happen, they still affect me, like they affect other people, right? right. Like, you know, what I do is I try to give myself a little bit of grace, and so like I give myself room to do what other people do for like an hour right or maybe a day so if something goes wrong i'll throw myself a pity party i'll give myself a time limit all right got an hour throw yourself a pity party woe is me you know why is this happening to me get all that out of your system and then it's solution mode all right how do we fix this problem how do we solve this problem how do we pivot this strategy how do we right right? the cool part about real estate is it is so flexible completely there's, there's a million ways to to make money or exit a deal um, you can get super creative. Um, and sometimes when you're struggling with trying to figure out how to do that, it just takes like having a conversation with another investor or listening to a podcast about what somebody's doing. And the solution is always there. So I think the, the mindset now is it's more of that, like, how can I solve this problem? Um, but I think a lot of it is just giving yourself grace to be a human for a minute you know, throw your pity party and then, you know, put your big boy pants on and go solve a problem. Yeah. You know, before uh, in my life, I was just kind of emotionally immature before yeah. I found business and real estate just around like, you know, making excuses for everything except for, you know, the real problem is me. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to admit yeah. that to yourself too, especially yeah. when you're so conditioned to business will humble you though. You can't like, ain't nobody else to point a finger at. It's yeah. gotta be you. So just, I think I'm emotionally more mature. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. I don't have great. Uh, there's some days I have terrible days and I get in my feelings, but, um, I think the biggest mindset is, um, Understanding that I can I can solve the problem. It may not be fun or painful, but I can probably solve it. Um, be uh, the network of people I surround myself with um, is completely different. Right. Um, so probably no, none of the old friends. Yeah. No. Not really any of the old friends. And it's it's not from the perspective that I think I'm better than them. But no. who, who you choose to surround yourself with lets you know what's possible. That's and true. So I've, I teach my students this. You got to get super intentional about who you spend, like the, the, the five people you spend the most time around. Like if you want to be something, you know, a successful, you know, business owner. Right. If you want to like you own this, you know, high rise. If you if I wanted to own a high rise, I don't know the first thing about it, Troy. But what yeah. I would go do is I would go find five people who own high rises yeah. and I would figure out how to hang around them and right. just to be annoying. And, and I'm going to learn yeah. how that gets done. And so uh, just being intentional about surrounding myself like this year, uh, 2023, I was very intentional about surrounding myself with real estate investors and who were also real estate coaches right. and who did both of those things on a higher level than I do them on. Right. So you saw me, all, I spent a lot of time around Pace Morby this year. I spent a lot of time around Jamil Damji this year. I spent a lot of time around people who I felt had good hearts, yeah. good coaching businesses, right. and good real estate portfolios. Yeah. Because 
I wanted to be the next, right? right. And they Why would you? I don't know how they do it. And so I want to go spend the time around Level them. Up. Doing that has helped me tremendously. So um, I'd say that's the second thing is I'm just super intentional about who I choose to spend my time around. And then that also helps when you're having problems because a big problem to me is a problem these guys have solved a hundred times over, right? And so I can go to them and say, hey, how would I navigate this? And they've got a contact or an idea or a document or something. And it's just like nothing. Yeah, here, go do this. And it's like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah, real estate's so cool that yeah. way where we don't care about sharing our secrets yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, you know, yeah. we talked openly. I'm not like back when I was a competitor of people, yeah. I was very tight lipped. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you're a real estate investor and you're like, yeah, it's like, you're not going to get anything yeah. from me by me just learning a little bit from you. And so that's cool. So you hung around with those guys a lot. It's funny. Uh, one of the speakers who's going to be speaking, uh, Brendan Kelly, the guy who runs my funnels, I told you about him last mm -hmm. night, but I, um, I was at that mastermind in DC and they were talking about one of the guys who has the best program and they brought up Pace Morby yeah. and that, and they were saying that he spends like two or three or $400,000 a month yeah. on paid ads. Yep. Yep. I don't know what he makes. I know he owns fifty. I know he owns about fifty, thirty percent of the business, yeah. or fifty percent of the business, or something like that. Yeah. But one thing about Pace is he's a hard working. He's hard working. Yeah. He's hard working. It's it's you know, growth and scale, is hard, but, you know, success leaves clues, and so, you know, I don't necessarily want to have, a business that big either on the real estate or the coaching side, but. There are definitely things that they do that I, I want to be able to implement in my business and sharpen my sword. And so super, super intentional about who I spend time around. And I think that that's definitely a, a change before. It didn't, it didn't really matter as long as I, I liked you and you liked me, I would hang out with you. But, yeah, it, you know, if you want to grow as a person, you got to be a little more diligent about who gets that energy from you. So are you, uh, so your plans uh, for the future and for now are to continue to grow your coaching program, to yeah. continue to grow your real estate portfolio. Mm -hmm. You've got these two little girls, they're starting to grow up. Yeah. Um, they're definitely daddy's girls. I saw yeah. that last night. Yeah. Um, you know, where do you see yourself going in the next five years? I don't know, man. Um, I still don't have a, a sexy answer for that question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I do even. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my short-term goal is following the Warren Buffett plan right now, which is, you know, be greedy when everybody's fearful and be fearful when everybody's greedy. And right now everybody's scared. To death. To death, which limits competition in the market, allows me to buy properties at a cheaper rate, at a cheaper price, uh, even though I'm paying a higher interest rate. And... Uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to double my portfolio this year. Um, if I can get to, you know, 210, 220 doors in the in the next 12 months, then at some point, maybe it's you know a year, two years, three years, rates will eventually come down. Right. You know, and I'm not saying they won't go up before they come down either. Yeah, but, it's possible. But, but at some point they'll come down, because that's what real estate markets do. They're cyclical. Um, but where real money is made and real wealth is made when you are buying when there's less competition, right? Buy low, sell high. That's all investment strategies. 2020 was great for most people. It was really, really good for people who bought, you know, from 2015 to 20, 2019. Right. That's, you know, when, when the rates were still 5 6 7%. Yeah. And those people were buying. They're the ones who really cashed out in 2020, right. 2021, 2021. Right. 
you know. Um, now, some people got in in 2020 and still made money in 2021 because the appreciation was so high, but the real winners bought a few years before that. And I just see this as that time when in three or five years, if rates come down and people dive back in the market and the value starts skyrocketing, you know, the real winners are going to be the ones who bought now when everybody else wasn't. Yeah, I could tell you that. I mean, real estate is the long game. You play the long game. Sometimes you got to sit there and suck wind for a little bit. It's harder now, but that doesn't mean it can't be done, right? Absolutely. So just some final words, because I know we're pressed for time a little bit. Um, But for somebody who's listening right now and they're saying, man, this guy's got 110 doors. He's going to 220 next year (laughs) um, and they don't have anything. What would you tell them they need to do? Uh, yeah, man, it's a combination of like mindset and action, right? So the first thing you have to do is get out of your own way. Um, we will make a lot of decisions for other people based on what we think we can do. And I promise you, you don't think you can do what you truly can do. Like we're, we're, we are on our same limit, limiting belief is, is real. And so you, you just kind of have to have a ridiculous amount of blind faith in yourself. Yeah. Um, and so you, and, and I talk about it all the time. Like you just got to make a decision that you're going to be successful at it with no, none of the things or tools that you have now would tell you that it makes sense that you would say that. Right. Yeah. Like I chose to be a successful real estate investor well before I had money to buy real estate. I had a sub 600 credit score. Like I had none of the things that would let somebody on the outside looking in go, oh yeah, he's gonna get there, right? Yeah, like, right. But you have to have this blind faith to make this decision that you're gonna do it because it's not gonna be easy. And if you don't make that decision on the front side that you're gonna figure it out no matter what, as soon as you run into a roadblock or as soon as the first person, the first bank you talk to tells you no, or you know the first seller you make an offer to tells you to kick rocks, like you'll just quit. So you have to like decide, like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to be successful at it, no matter what it takes, no matter how many roadblocks I hit. If all these other people are doing it, you can do it, too. So it's more like you have to make this decision regardless of if you think you're ready or not, because you'll never feel ready. Yeah. Um, and then, like, tactically, it's not hard. The, the cool part about real estate is it's been around for decades yeah like the things that i do in my business i didn't invent <laughs> yeah i got good at them but i didn't make them up right they worked before i was born they'll work long after i'm gone Milo, so like you so don't have high. to go figure out some yeah. super secret strategy you just have to go surround yourself with people who are successful at it you will start to learn what they are doing start doing the things that they're doing and do it with relentless consistency don't stop until you get success you have to i tell people all you should be doing is looking for good deals. Learn what good deals look like. Figure out one way to go find those good deals. Do that thing relentlessly, consistently until it produces a result. If that thing is knocking on doors, go knock on doors until you get a deal. If that thing is cold calling, go cold call until you get a deal. If it takes you a month, two months, three months, six months, a year, you just do it until it produces results. Once you get that deal, you'll learn so much. You'll learn about how to go find the financing, how to go find the contractors, how to go, all that stuff will be so much more important to you then because you'll have a good deal to go work with. But until then, it doesn't really matter. It's just like what I talked about at the beginning of the episode. That stuff seems important now, but it's not until you need it. Right. You don't need it until you have a good deal. So pick a strategy and do that thing relentlessly, consistently. For me, it was mail. I just started sending mail, and I sent mail until it worked. Well, man, I appreciate you coming in. I think that's a great place to end. Um, how do people follow your journey? How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, best place is uh, Instagram. I'm at the Henry Washington on Instagram or check out my website. It's cuattheclosingtable.com.
I love that stuff. I love the jacket you were wearing yeah. last night, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming in Thank and you. coming to our, you'd be our, uh, I guess our only reappearing guest speaker. Hey, I'll take it. So I'll appreciate it. it. Talk to you in the next one. Peace. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend and make sure that you schedule a call with me and my team. We have the Millionaire Mentorship Program. This is for newbie and advanced investors to get started investing in real estate. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, that's exactly what you want, right? You want to learn how to invest in real estate. It's changed my life. It can change your life. And we have a program that'll help you get your first or next investment property within the next 90 days, or I'll pay you a thousand dollars cash and you don't pay. Guess what else we're launching? We're launching a fund. And if you're interested, I'll include a link in my bio to this fund where you can actually invest with me on a lot of the properties that we're in. In fact, I'm in one of my properties right now in downtown Kansas City in a building that I bought using my own money, but I started with just one property and you can do the exact same thing that I did, but you gotta get started, you gotta take action. So whether you wanna invest with me in my fund or whether you wanna schedule a call with my team, both those links are in the bio. Enjoy the show, give us a five-star review.